this episode, we look at how to keep more of your money. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are looking at uh, a a very simple, a very straightforward, and a very process-driven approach to keeping more of your money. Now, when I say that, I don't necessarily mean just like saving. I mean having a full understanding of everything that's happening with your money, so that you can put it in the places it needs to be, you can avoid fees, you can keep money uh, that that you've earned, basically. Uh, and actually, if you are interested in this topic, if keeping more of your money, making more money, uh, dealing with credit, all of those things is a topic that you're interested in learning more about and wanting more content on, then head over to my YouTube, where I've got a brand new series just debuted this week called Master Your Money. The first episode is up right now, and it's all about the three different types of income. So head over to tinyleaps.fm slash money. That'll take you straight to the series on YouTube called Master Your Money, where I'm talking about all things money, the strategies and mindset to help you take control of your financial life. So how do you keep more of your money? How do you uh, hold on to the money that you have earned, right? Because you have earned it and you are working so incredibly hard, but you never have any of the money that you worked so hard for. So how do you keep more of it? Now, the first thing I want to say is that this approach, right? And I'm, I'm focusing on a process in this episode more than specific strategies. And the big reason for this is just that the amount you make is going to be different than the amount everyone else makes. And also the amount you spend each month is going to be different. So this is less about... Um, here's the specific thing you can do for the specific income range and more focused on here's the process you should follow regardless of income range, regardless of how much you're spending that should help you to keep more of your money. And the underlying fundamental process here, the underlying philosophy rather that you need to master in order to make this process work is that in order to keep more of your money, you need to become conscious about your spending and you need to actively control those behaviors, right? You have to become conscious about your actual activity relating to your money and actively control that behavior. It's very straightforward. It's very simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. So how do we do this? Well, the first step is to become conscious of it, right? We need to understand what is actually happening with our money. Now, the easiest way to do this, in my opinion, is to write it down. Now, the goal here is not to track your spending so that you can change anything. Like in this step, we're not trying to change our behavior in any way. We just want to know what our behavior actually is. We just want to bring that stuff to the surface because the truth is it can be incredibly difficult to uh, uh, remember what our actual activity looks like, right? We can convince ourselves that uh, we are doing better than we actually are. We can convince ourselves that we didn't take XYZ behavior or we didn't really do it that much, right? Like I remember back when I lived in Brooklyn and I, I no longer live in Brooklyn, but back when I did, I I didn't eat out that much, right? It didn't feel like I was eating out that much. But at the end of the month, when I looked at how much was spent on just eating out, 
It was shocking. It was way more than I thought it was. Now, was it an insane amount? No, because I literally just didn't have enough money to do an insane amount. But it was always way more than I remembered, always way more than I expected. And this really curious thing happens where we want to think that we are better than we actually are, right? We don't want to be the bad guys. We don't want to have that that alignment in our minds. And so we sort of misremember things. We doctor our own memories in order to be that good person that we have in our minds. Now, the thing is, when you write everything down, when you actively track it, it makes it impossible to lie to yourself later. It makes it impossible to uh, misremember the information. Because it was written down in that moment. You're not waiting till the end of the day. You are pulling out a notebook and you're writing it down in that moment. When you swipe the card, when you take out the dollar, when you uh, uh, give the 50 cents to the homeless person. Like every single time you are putting money out, you are writing it down. And you're writing down what it was, what it was for. Because at the end of the day, we don't want to change behavior right this second. We want to get a log of what the behavior actually is. And that'll help us in step two. So the first step is to get a, a small notebook, something you can keep with you, or just use your phone, whatever works for you, and write down every transaction that you make. Every time you spend money, you are to write it down. And don't judge yourself. Don't uh, try to change your behavior right now. Just get it written down. That's the first step. The second step is to review that actual reality each week, right? So you've now collected the information. You've got the log and it's impossible to lie to yourself because it's all written down. So now you need to actually look through it because writing it down, that might self might change some behavior, but it's not it's it's not going to help you change with alignment to your actual goals. And that's that's an important piece of this. Like just changing behavior is fine. But you need to be doing that in consideration with an actual goal that you've set. So just cutting out, oh, I'm not going to buy lattes anymore. Like, that's fine if if you want to do that. But you could also buy the lattes and cut out somewhere else. You could also uh, buy less. You Like, there's a lot of choices here. And you need to make those choices. But the way that you make those choices is by actually reviewing the data and seeing what's going on. Because it's very possible that the lattes aren't the most frivolous thing that you spent on all week. Like it's very possible that cutting out a different area would save you more money rather than cutting out the lattes. But you can't know that unless you actually do a review. So you've got to be willing to sit down and actually review that activity log once a week, quite frankly. like It's, it's not that hard. It doesn't take that much time. But this is where you actually try to identify what behaviors need to be changed. Rather than just changing behavior blindly, we actually go at this with a strategy and we approach it as, okay, I'm going to change these particular behaviors because they have the biggest impact on my results as it relates to that goal. So step number two is to do that review once a week and try to identify what behaviors should be changed, what behaviors make the most sense to change. And that'll allow you to start moving forward with a a better strategy in place. Now, when we get back, we're going to look at the last two steps of helping you keep more of your money. So stick around for that. Let me tell you about one of the ultimate life hacks. It's hard to find the time to sit down to read and learn more. And when you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. Well, there's an incredible app for that, and it solves that problem with ease. 
I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well known for reading a lot of books and Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. Just 15 minutes. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. It has the latest titles from bestsellers lists, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had the time to. One of the books I've been meaning to read for a while is Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. It's one of those books that I hear about constantly, but I just haven't had a chance to pick up yet. Thankfully, with Blinkist, I can go through it in 15 minutes and then decide, do I want to pick up the full book or not? Either way, I get the information and I can walk away knowing what that book is about and using its insights to improve my life. With Blinkist, you can get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want and all for one low price. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for Tiny Leaps listeners. Go to Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps. We are back. We're talking about how to keep more of your money. And before we jump back into the episode, I just want to remind you that if you are looking for more personal finance content, if you want to learn more about mastering your money, well, I've started a new series over on YouTube called Master Your Money. It's all about the strategies and the mindset to help you take charge of your financial life. If you're interested in that, head over to tinyleaps.fm slash money. The first episode is up right now, and I highly recommend you check it out out. So what are the last two steps here? We've already talked about why you need to create that activity log and track your actual spending. Now, then we've talked about why you need to do reviews and why you need to actually look at things from uh, a strategic point of view rather than randomly changing behaviors. Now, the third piece, once you've actually uh, collected that information and you're reviewing it, the third piece is to identify one behavior that you want to change. One behavior that, if changed, can have the largest impact. So this might be uh, uh, this might be the latte, right? It might be cutting out the daily latte from Starbucks, or it might be reducing your grocery expenses, or it might be uh, not eating lunch out so much and bringing lunch to work. Like, it, it doesn't really matter what it is. And frankly, I don't care what it is. The point is that there is some behavior, something in there that if changed even slightly, can free up more of your money. And what we're going to do with that money is help us to take charge of our financial life. So we first need to find that behavior that if changed will have a massive impact on our situation. And then finally, in step four, we need to make that conscious effort, right? So we need to go back through next week and do the activity log again and make the conscious effort to focus on that one single behavior. So if the single behavior was uh, you're not going to buy lunch anymore, you're going to pack your lunches. Okay, so 
that's the only thing you need to focus on. Don't worry about cutting back on the lattes. Don't worry about uh, uh, not giving money to the homeless. Don't, don't worry about any of the other things that you theoretically could change. Just focus on that one thing because that's the most impactful piece of the puzzle. If you can change that one piece, you'll free up most of your money or a good chunk of the money that is currently being tied up in, in things that could theoretically not be done, right? So that's the process. Step one, create that activity log and understand what is going on with your money. Step two, look through and, and, and review that log so you can understand uh, where things are going and find that thing that could be changed. That's step three, identify the, the piece of this that could be changed and have the most impact. And then step four, focus on changing that single thing. Now, once you've gone through this, one of the things that you're going to end up doing, because the goal of freeing up that money is to give you some money to allow you to free up more money. Now, what do I mean by that? For a lot of us, uh, at least in the middle class, lower middle class, uh, most of our money is going into debt, right? So credit card debt, student loan debt, so on and so forth. And if we could free up that money, that's where like the biggest impact comes from. The problem is that we never have enough money to pay off those debts. And so we end up using those debts and that doesn't allow us to pay them off, right? And, that, and the high interest rates and so on and so forth. Not to mention if our credit score goes down, we end up having to pay more in interest because we are poorer, which doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever, that is the system right now. So the goal is to first free up what we can based on just changing spending behavior. Then we use that money to pay down some of our debts and it might take a long time, right? Like this is the part that people don't like because it might take you 10 years to pay off that credit card debt. The point is you do need to pay it off. That's the only way that you can ever experience that freedom and free up that capital. The only way. So you do have to pay it off eventually. You may as well free up what you can and start making those payments, no matter how small, start freeing it up so that you can uh, eventually move that money then over to the next debt and so on and so forth. So that is the strategy. Start tracking your finances, create that activity log. You're not judging yourself. You're not changing anything. You're just logging it down. Then you do the review. This is where you start to identify what behaviors could theoretically be changed. Step three, you pick a single behavior to change and uh, the one that has the most impact on things. And then step four, you make that conscious effort. Over time, this will allow you to save a little bit more money. And then that will give you extra money to put on debts, which will eventually allow you to reduce those debts and keep more of the money that's going towards paying those minimums. Do this over a long period of time and you can reach some degree of financial freedom, right? You may not be completely free, but you'll be more free than you are right at this moment. I know it might take a while. I know it sucks. It's not like a do it quick point of view, but it will work. And it does help you to get through this in a, a strategic way. So I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, uh, find this episode over on YouTube, youtube.com slash Greg Coons, and drop the question down below in the comments or hit me up on social at Greg Coons on all platforms. Uh, if you haven't joined us on YouTube yet, well, I just picked up a new series. It's called Master Your Money, and you can find it at tinyleaks.fm slash money. Uh, the entire video series is going to be focused around how to uh, essentially take control of your financial life, right? We want to teach you these strategies strategies, the mindset, the skill sets to master your financial life. And you and I, we're going to learn it together because this is something that is extremely important for me going forward as well. So tinyleaks.fm slash money to watch the first episode, which is all about the three types of 
thing covered. Thank you so much for being here. I've been great. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny things you take every day. Yeah.